Welcome to the We Are From Dust podcast, episode 9. From Suicide Club to Black Rock City. My name is Yomi Ayeni. I am founder of We Are From Dust. We are an art non-profit organisation dedicated to the proliferation of large-scale participatory and interactive art in public places and spaces. A couple of years ago, while presenting my breakfast show on BMIR, that's Burning Man Information Radio, I was joined by Michael Michael to chat about the early days. He is a founding member of Burning Man and is mostly known by the alias Danger Ranger. Um, we've also got a special guest in, a gentleman who, who, I mean, it's not so much as needs no introduction, but, but he, he, he is a person that I, on numerous occasions, have said he is the spiritual guide of this, this whole event. He is no other than M2 Danger Ranger. And uh, he... he He's a man of mystery. Hello, sir. Hello, Jans. <laughs> it's great to be back here on BMIR. Yay! Four years since? It's been a while since I've been here. Yeah. I think I, was, I came in in the middle of the night. It was about 2 a.m. The magic hour for Black Rock City. That's when the weirdness reaches a high point, and it's so much fun. <laughs> yes, I mean we, we're going to delve into a little bit of history because I, I, I can remember uh, when I first met you when I came out in in '98 to do to do my piece for the BBC. I did a whole load of research on 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 some of the people, um, especially the founders of of um, of this event, and um, you are, are highly. I mean, you you ha- you've had your finger on the pulse. From from very day one, um, am I right in saying? And this would be quite good. You can correct me, and I'm totally up for that. Am I right in saying you were uh, a member of the Cacophony Society? Yes, yes. The Cacophony <laughs> Society was kind of a social club that uh, existed in the uh, 1980s and uh, 90s. Uh, it was a social organization where we got together uh, a couple times, two times a month. And we put out a monthly le- newsletter where anyone could list an event to attend. And the, uh, the main goal of the Cacophony Society was the pursuit of experiences beyond the pale of mainstream society. Um, hello, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, we did things like uh, we, we, we climbed the Golden Gate Bridge at midnight. Uh, we held... Uh, Art performances in stage plays and abandoned buildings. We explored uh, the sewer systems, uh, uh, tunnels below the city in formal clothes, uh, tuxedos and evening gowns. It was it was wonderful. And uh, and is, was which came first? Was it the Suicide Club or Cacophony Society? Uh, there was a, a precursor to the Cacophony Society, and that was the Suicide Club, uh, which existed during the 1970s. Uh, it was it was much. Lo- Cacophony was kind of modeled after the Suicide Club, but the Suicide Club was much more underground, and they were doing things that were even edgier. <laughs> they were pushing the limits, really. And um, for those, and I, I, I personal pride here, um, obviously my, my research um, I did about 18 years ago is still sticking in my mind, and I can still remember some of these things. Could you kindly explain what was the role of the Cacophony Society with regards to moving a certain event from Baker's Beach <laughs> to Black uh, Rock City. I heard about some people in uh, 1988 who were going to go to the beach in San Francisco and burn a wooden man on the solstice. 
And I assumed they were probably pagans with some <laughs> ritual or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I went down there, and I discovered that it was Larry Harvey and Jerry James who were burning a small wooden figure on Baker Beach in San Francisco. And it was so much fun. And at the time, I was the editor of the Cacophony Society newsletter. So the next year, I listed Burning Man event on the beach in San Francisco in our newsletter. And all of a sudden, 300 people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and it just grew from there. And finally, in 1990, we showed up on the beach with about 800 people and a four-story wooden man. <laughs> and the authorities came and said, you can't do this here. Where's your permit? We had no permit. <laughs> so we said, okay, we'll make a deal. We're going to have a party around the man, but we won't burn it. And so we, we kept our word, and we took the man apart, and we put it in storage in a place in San Francisco, and uh, wondering what to do next. Where could we possibly go with a giant man that we could burn? And uh, there was a party at uh, a house on Golden Gate Avenue, a historic cacophony counterculture house. All kinds of things happened there. And we watched a video a video of some people who were playing a game of croquet on a vast desert plain. Only the croquet ball was an eight-foot diameter balloon. <laughs> and they had these huge plastic pipes for hoops. And for mallets, they were using pickup trucks. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought we could burn a man in this place. And so in 1990, Labor Day weekend, we came out here. We pulled off down to the playa there at the beginning. There were 80 people at most and a box truck with a wooden man in it. And we saw this vast, incredible space, and it was so amazing. We'd never seen anything like it before. And I took a stick, and I drew a line on the ground, and I said, on the other side of this line, everything will be different. We then held hands and stepped across that line together, and everything has been different. Woo! <laughs> Whoa! Of course, not being familiar with the desert, and uh, we brought all this camping gear that we were used to, you know, camping in the forests, and we had tents and stuff. And uh, a tent in the midday sun here is unbearable. You cannot sleep. So what we did was we crawled under our cars and trucks like lizards to get out of the sun. Oh, my God. <laughs> but since that time, we've learned to survive Absolutely. and even thrive in this magical place. Absolutely. I mean, amazing learnings from this because I do have on very good authority that um, – People have, have, have studied what we do here and presented their findings to, to the Pentagon. Um, there are people who study um, the way, our way of life and how we survive in the desert. And some of those lessons have been applied to, to forces out in Iraq and other places like that. Mm -hmm. Burning Man is a testing ground. It's a testing ground for many things. Uh, a lot of technologies have been developed here and experimented with, and it's a testing ground for people. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, one of the first things someone said when I when I came out was, um, when you come out here, you forget all the trivial crap, and just learn to get along and understand each other. Otherwise, um, things tend to go south. And it's something that that almost happens the moment, you know, you finally cross that line. Once you go past the gate and you go past greeters, 
you know, it's a case of saying you have, as someone said, you have zero fucks left. You just, <laughs> you just get along, you know, and engage um, and help. But, I mean, over the past 30 years, what has changed? Burning Man has grown, and we've all grown. This community has grown. This is, in a sense, an experimental community. And what we have learned here and are learning are how to get along with the most diverse group of people that have ever gathered on the planet. This is a future example of how society should be and how we should live and how we should get along. And the world certainly needs what Burning Man can teach. The, the whole idea, the, the, the awareness that we develop of being here in place and being responsible for our own waste, our own survival, that's not something that's taught in the outside world. You know, out there you throw your garbage in the garbage can and away it goes and people don't think about it. Out here, we're all responsible for ourselves and everyone around us, our community. And, and I think that's what the world needs to learn. Absolutely. And, and as I said, you know, it's a case of taking things that relates to you, taking things, um, like your learnings, home, incorporating them into your life, but also sharing them with, with mm -hmm. other people so that they too can embrace that whole new ethos and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and share. Um, no, Bobzilla just popped into the studio, gave, gave M2 a smack on the cheek. Um, <laughs> this is history to a certain degree. And, it, you know, when you, you've read so much, I've read so much about you online. You know, uh, if you just stick around with something long enough, it just grows up around you. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the, well, it's not so much the myth, the man himself here in the studio. Um, we've got quite a few guests in. Uh, I'm going to play another track. And uh, um, Danger promised a couple of days ago to come into the studio to 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 be well just for a chat uh, and over the past number of years I know you're 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 one of the the founders who doesn't carry a radio you have a pager and I have seen people come in to do interviews with you and the key thing is you send a message out and you know danger is going to turn up and what tends to happen is you've you've got this person this journalist hanging around rather anxious is he going to turn up and every single time i've had a scan of the room maybe about 20 minutes before the interview and there you are standing in the corner observing everyone mm. <laughs> without saying a word there are certain techniques that i've learned out here particularly doing two or three interviews simultaneously <laughs> and that was a special we are from dust podcast with danger ranger talking about the origins of burning man 2020 was the year that anyone with a computer or smartphone could become a burner by joining the virtual festivities in any of the official universes in the Burning Man multiverse. Don't forget, We Are From Dust is a non-profit organisation and you can support our mission to bring the transformative power of interactive art to public places and spaces by making an online donation at wearefromdust.org. We Are From Dust is fiscally sponsored by the Sierra Art Foundation.